You're listening to The Good Space Podcast, episode number five. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, Miss Chantel71, and she says, This podcast was for me. I was feeling down on myself, and this podcast taught me to focus on my future self. Furthermore, it gave me the tools I needed to improve my life. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Chantel. I'm so glad that you're getting so much from this podcast. I'm grateful for you. So I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week, so make sure to subscribe to The Good Space with Francesca Phillips podcast over on Apple Podcasts and give us a review so I can then highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag us on your Instagram story at findyourgoodspace, hashtag the good space to let me know that you're joining in today, as you know that I love to share those screenshots on our stories too. All right, let's begin. Many people want to navigate life with peace and joy, but struggle to connect to their intuition. They find themselves overwhelmed, burned out, and frustrated. My name is Francesca Phillips, and I'm obsessed with spirituality and psychology and how the two can intersect to help you live a successful and intuitive life. I believe each of us can accomplish amazing things through balance and healthy habits instead of burnout. Consider this your go-to resource for where spiritual wellness and mindful productivity meets practical wisdom. If you're craving positivity and want to know how to find the answers within, instead of searching endlessly without, then you're in the right place. Get ready to feel supported and inspired. This is the Good Space Podcast. Last week, we talked about why personality tests are unscientific and harmful with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He's an organizational psychologist who discovered while getting his PhD, there's actually zero research or testing behind the creation of the profiles or types you get placed into. Yep, they're no more scientific than a horoscope. Sure, they're fun, and perhaps they open people to self-reflection who wouldn't have otherwise. His concern, though, was the limits these profiles place on your potential. Your spirit is made of limitless, expansive energy. God gave you complete free agency. It only makes sense you would have ultimate freedom in deciding who you are becoming. Thinking your personality could be confined to a type contradicts the essence of who you are. To hear my full conversation with Dr. Hardy, make sure you listen to episode four. This week, I want to go deeper into the idea of personality and its relation to the soul. We're going to talk about why the personality is different from the soul, how we can become conscious creators of our personalities, and why knowing this is the most important knowledge you could learn today. Personality isn't you. It's not something inherent, not something to be discovered. It will change, morph, and eventually die. The soul, however, it never ends. Personality is a result of your intentions, choices, environment, and thoughts. Gary Zukav in The Seat of the Soul says, The personality emerges as a natural force from the soul. It is an energy tool that the soul adapts to function within the physical world. Your soul decided to experience the physical world as a way to grow, to heal wounds and strengthen weaknesses. The soul is eternal and ever-present. It's not passive or confined to your chest cavity. It's a powerful, positive force that loves without restriction and accepts without judgment. The personality brings emotions into the picture that challenge those eternal and perfect aspects of the soul. Once you're in the physical world, you have to exercise your free agency and decide whether you want to evolve consciously or unconsciously, which is why the journey to the physical world sounded appealing to your soul to begin with. Now that you have a choice between fear and love, when you choose love, it's more powerful. Now that you have a choice between anger and patience, when you choose patience, that requires more strength. Without that contradiction, you wouldn't grow as much. 
most of us created our personalities unconsciously. Impersonality isn't permanent, Dr. Benjamin Hardy says. Often, identity and personality are reactions to life events, circumstances, and habits. Few people intentionally define and shape their identity based on who they plan to be and then become that person. True authentic power lies in the ability to have the soul guide the personality rather than reacting to external situations and stifling the soul's influence. But that can change. First, let's talk about labels and the ego. Here's how labels get in the way. The ego is a survival mechanism the brain created to avoid death. Even though we've evolved from our caveman days, it works to protect you with the same intensity. The ego looks for any excuse to avoid feeling uncomfortable, risky, uncertain. It thrives on routine, sameness, and comfort. It hates being wrong, which is why personality tests and believing your personality is fixed is the ego's dream come true. Impersonality isn't permanent, Dr. Benjamin Hardy says, a fundamental problem with traditional views of a fixed and innate personality is that people feel entitled to do only the things that feel natural or easy to them. If something is hard, difficult, or awkward, then people say, I shouldn't have to do this, end quote. That's the ego staying cozy in its comfort zone. The problem with personality tests is they can provide the ultimate excuse to stay stagnant. Dr. Hardy says, rather than adapting to difficult situations, we lazily apply labels to ourselves, such as introvert, to justify our lack of willingness, openness, and commitment in various scenarios. As a result, we fall to the level of our labels rather than rise to the level of our commitment. In turn, we avoid conflict, difficulty, and newness, boxing ourselves into a shallow perspective of ourselves. We stunt our growth. We only do what brings instant gratification or immediate results. End quote. It's pretty powerful. That doesn't even cover how being labeled as a type or color supercharges judgment from others. Our brain inherently looks for ways to operate with more efficiency. It looks for patterns and categorizes stimuli so we function better. These tests turn us into categories, types, removes context and nuance. It takes away the dynamic, complex nature of the soul and minimizes it. It perpetuates the need to confirm biases and ignore what we don't want to see. I'm not saying this is the case for everyone. I've met people who enjoy these tests but are fully aware of their limits. One woman said she felt seen after knowing her type, but that she works daily to become the person she envisions in the future. It doesn't stop her from stepping outside her comfort zone. Most of us have this deep desire to know our authentic self, which is awesome, but it won't be found in a box, a type, a color. It's found within the gentle inner knowing you feel beneath the surface of all you do. It's found by asking yourself, what would my soul want me to do when faced with a choice? Then following the prompting you get. To quote Dr. Hardy again, he says, your authentic self is not who you currently are and it is definitely not who you used to be. Your authentic self is what you most believe in and who you aspire to be, end quote. Your soul has desires for a reason. It's plugged into that future self and it communicates with you always but it's not forceful, so you must stay still enough to tune in. So how can we begin creating a personality? The first step is to see your past, present, and future self as three different people. Your future self wouldn't make decisions the same way your present or past self would. Hopefully they'd be more evolved, do things better than you do now, and release any grasp the past or present has on you. The second step is having an honest moment with yourself. If you close your eyes, take a deep breath, and envision your future self, what do you feel and see? For me, I see myself confident, happy, magnetic, and loving. 
I feel aligned. I feel on purpose. Purpose always wins over personality. When commitment to your purpose is strong enough, it will change your personality. So what is your purpose? Of course, thinking about your life's calling can feel overwhelming at times. So I want to keep today more simple and practical and save a broader sense of purpose for another day. Instead, I want you to focus on what's your purpose in each moment. This will help you feel grounded and consistently connected to your soul. It makes purpose more real and manageable. Right now, as I speak, my purpose is to get this message out, to be the vehicle. When I work with clients in my copywriting business, my purpose is to support, enlighten, and guide them to a specific result. The third step is to start creating goals based on your future self. If it's not clear by now, Personality Isn't Permanent is an awesome book because I keep quoting Dr. Hardy. He says, Rather than your decisions and goals being the byproduct of your personality, your personality should become the byproduct of your decisions and goals. As you proactively and intentionally make positive decisions, develop skills, and seek out new experiences, your personality will develop and change in meaningful ways. It will adapt to the level of your goals and decisions, rather than your decisions and goals falling to the level of your current personality. I love that part where he says, rather than your decisions and goals being the byproduct of your personality, your personality should become the byproduct of your decisions and goals. It's a more intentional and deliberate way of living. So we've talked a lot about vision, goals, and purpose. So how does mindfulness come into play? Mindfulness and living intentionally very much involves being present. It may seem like a totally different planet from goals and productivity. So how do the principles mentioned today fit into a mindful life? Let's be real. Goals have a stigma around them. We're told you have to obsess over numbers, metrics, or the future. But that doesn't have to be the case. Here's how I think about it. Is it smart to have an overall idea or feeling of the direction you're heading in? Yes. Do you need to visualize making an exact million dollars and quitting your day job by August? No. Being too specific actually adds pressure and inflexibility. Finding that happy medium is where it's at. So see your future self, then allow God to take care of the how and the how much. Way easier said than done, but you can do it. Another thing you could do is question the intention of every action for the next week. What are you telling yourself is important? For example, if you choose watching TV instead of getting work done or eating ice cream late at night, allow yourself to become aware of the intention behind all of your actions. Next, I would keep track of the ways you label yourself and therefore limit yourself. For example, I noticed how often I say, oh, I don't have a design eye or spatial capabilities when it comes to decorating our home. So whenever my husband asks me if I like something he picked out, I get shy and passive and unsure. But because I've labeled myself as incapable, I miss out on the opportunity to be a creative contributor. So start to approach your emotions with curiosity and follow the path they take you down. See where you might be holding yourself back or feeling insecure or unsure of yourself because you've created this identity or label around something. Another thing I like to suggest is to take note when something feels uncomfortable. Instead of avoiding or resisting, ask yourself this instead. If my future self were here, what would she do? What would he do? For example, I recently hired a virtual assistant for the first time. It's something I knew was the next step in my business and dreamed about for months. 
Yet when the time came to hire someone, I started panicking a little. What if I don't get clients anymore and I can't afford it? What if this doesn't help me grow? And the list goes on and on. Thankfully, I recognized the ego and asked myself, what would my future self do? I saw her happy, confident, and running things on a bigger scale. So I did it. My dad emailed me later and said, reach high, reject passivity. It was good advice. What new things are you curious to try but avoid because of the uncomfortableness of the unknown? I know it's tough combining the spiritual message of stay present, enjoy the process, which is inherently feminine in energy, and then you also feel like you have to be productive and moving a project forward, which is more masculine. But I promise there's a way to find the sweet spot between the two. Just give yourself grace and allow yourself to practice and find what works uniquely for you because one size does not fit all. When you operate purely from your soul and direct your personality to align with it, that's when you have authentic power. That's how the human race is evolving. It's not just about listening to the five senses and ignoring the energy and spiritual realm beyond that. The most evolved human beings are ones who acknowledge the soul and deliberately create a personality around it. Now it's more important than ever to allow your soul to be the driving force behind your every intention. Knowing you're an active co-creator with God for your future self is freeing. The slate is clean. I feel much more momentum and synergy behind what I'm creating because I've released unnecessary mental and emotional space from doing the practices mentioned in this episode, which is what the good space aims to help with, creating a space for yourself where you feel empowered, supported, loved, and capable because you are loved and you are capable. Now it's time for an affirmation. I recognize the presence of my soul and allow it to direct my decisions in the physical world. I see who I'm becoming and align my personality to that person. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take a look at the show notes if you want to read the affirmation you just heard, get a themed writing prompt, and links to the books I mentioned. If you think other people would benefit from this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you soon.